Arissa. Hey, Arissa. Welcome to Hey Julie, a podcast about Big Brother Canada 9, and most importantly, the MCU. <laughs> Not really. We are the most casual pop culture stands on the planet. So if you listen to po- entertainment-focused podcasts and you don't want a deep dive, you want very surface-level, shallow commentary, you've really come to the right place. Do you want to listen to a podcast about people who watch pop culture while <laughs> it's kind of just on TikTok the whole time? <laughs> That's us. <laughs> you Though, found it. <laughs> I will admit to Danielle, much to her chagrin, I deleted TikTok about two weeks ago. And I think yeah. my life, I really enjoyed my time there. We, I made some great friends. I laughed. You, I cried. Yeah. You know, I, I learned out what was living rent free in people's minds. Mm-hmm. But I think it was eating away at my brain. It was like full of brain. Ter- <laughs> it was, it's a brilliant app, but it's filled with brain termites. Do you think your life has gotten better since deleting the app? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. (laughs) My mental state is Well, different strokes. Okay. Different strokes for different folks. Anyways, uh, got a pod today that we're doing. We're going to talk about the week that was in BB Can 9, but we're going to talk a little pop culture first, a little Oscars, Mm -hmm. a little little comic book universes, some major releases on the the small screen this week in the DC, in the MC. And Danielle will tell me what uh, what else she watched watched this week. So where (laughs) should we start? Should we start with the week old Oscar news or do you want to talk comic books for a little bit? No, let's start with the oldest news, which is the Oscars. Which is The Father starring A-Hop. So we got these Oscar (laughs) noms. And, you know, first question I texted Danielle immediately. Sorkin snubbed for best director. Was was he snubbed or or do we have a, a a good list of people for best director? So I think after Sorkin, after seeing him at the Golden Globes in his room filled with women and then (laughs) (laughs) just and then like and I'm pretty sure like a guitar in a frame, (laughs) like a a very threatening, a very threatening acoustic guitar sitting in a corner where you just know at any moment, once the camera's off and the after party starts at Sorkin's house, he's like, should we play Anyone want to play some songs? Here's Wonderwall. Such a (laughs) boomer move to hang up the guitar as art. Um, Very, very threatening move. Um, Was he... (laughs) Was he snubbed? It's such a great question. We know that Sorkin... It's a love-hate relationship for me. Looking at the other nominees... Where's the hate? The hate is... Some of it's the newsroom, really. Oh, some okay. of the cringiest, <laughs> some of the cringiest pop culture moments in history have come from Sorkin. In addition to some of the top ten best, yeah. absolute best, um, which includes anything from Social Network and Molly's Game. Um, so, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. He was snubbed, and you know who got who got him snubbed? The director I- of none other. Then Emerald's favorite movie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> not Emerald, not her, but Thomas Vinterberg from Brett's favorite movie about middle-aged men who decide to start being drunk all the time. <laughs> Thomas another Vinterberg, round. another round. You know what? Yeah. I love this. The more I think about it, I think another round was like my favorite movie of the year. It's <laughs> Eclipse to Palm Springs. Wow. Uh, this movie's great. I think Mads was snubbed for best actor, for sure. I love Mads. I He's, love him in the trailer. I told Brad I watched the trailer and then said, oh, no, thank you. I won't be renting this. <laughs> um, it looked, it looked, it was kind of, they're all teachers, right? Yeah, they're all teachers at, I don't know how they do shit in Denmark, but there appear to be both teenagers and like young children at the school. Maybe it's like a private school. They don't mm-hmm. dive deep in that. You know, it's, but it's they, a school for, for Danish people. They're seen at a very fancy restaurant. So I feel like teachers must be paid quite well. Over yeah, and- that's, that's the thing about this movie is because it's like in Denmark and you're like, I don't really. Not since uh, not since the bard wrote about uh, a melancholy prince of Denmark. Have I spent much time in Big D? So yeah. since Hamlet did his thing, I really haven't kept up to date on like 
what the restaurant scene. What's going on over there? Yeah. What is go is yeah. So like they're all like teachers, and like one of them's a PE teacher. One of the characters <laughs> a PE teacher. Yeah, like one of the first scenes, they're at a very fancy restaurant. Granted, it's for someone's birthday. Any sure. any PE teacher in the world can save can can save up, you know, to go to a fancy restaurant and eat caviar for their friend's birthday. Of course. But it seems like they do have. I'll say this: It seems like uh, the like U.S. teachers' union has has a ways to go in terms of uh, salary negotiations versus the that's the thing the Denmark high school teachers. Immediately, it was hard for me because I was taken out of it. I was like, "Wait!" And I'm not. This isn't to say that teachers shouldn't be able to go to fancy restaurants. Of course, they should. But all the stories I ever read about teachers is that like they all need to drive for Uber in addition to teaching just so that they can afford like supplies for their classrooms. So it's pretty depressing. Um, And I want those teachers. I think we should have whatever Denmark's got going on in the States so that those teachers can dine, wine and dine. Like and subscribe if you agree. Just drop a five star (laughs) rating. If you came to this podcast for BB Canada (laughs) and we're talking about Danish teacher salaries. <laughs> this is a worldly podcast. Oh, we yeah. talk about Big Brother US, we talk about Big Brother Canada, and we talk about this Danish movie that only Brett saw. <laughs> and the Oscar and the Oscar nominating <laughs> committee they, they gave it. Yes. So, all right. Okay, so we like that uh, Emerald Emerald Fennel doing her thing. Um Best picture. We'll, we'll, we'll move on to something else because I feel the, the listener is dying. Uh, <laughs> best pick, The Father, which we talk about a lot. We've never seen. Just classic right. classic movie about dads. Judas and the Black Messiah. Mank. We, we're dank on Mank. Minari, I need to watch. Mank. Nomadland. Promising Young Woman. Fennel Strikes Again. Sound of Fennel. Metal. Sound of Metal, which I watched by myself on New Year's Eve and fell asleep before midnight. And The Trial of Chicago 7. How are we feeling about these nominees? Are you going to pick a winner here? Yeah, I'll pick. I'll definitely pick a winner. Um, I think in any other year, honestly, Trial of Chicago 7 would take it. What? But this year is, yes, any other year. (laughs) Any other year, but not this year. Trial of Chicago 7 is like a CBS procedural of a movie. Yeah, and those movies usually win. (laughs) Those movies, the Academy loves those movies. The only thing this movie doesn't have going for it is it's not about Hollywood because then they would love it even more. So that's the thing. Mank has that going for it. Doesn't have Mahershala Ali in it either. Right. They love, they do love him. Um, Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to Nomadland. I mean, that's I th- what I'm going to say. Is I think winning. that's going to win, but I don't know. Maybe there's like, I don't know. I, I do. I do think, is there a mank? Is there like this mank upset streak <laughs> happening here where like mank was snubbed at the Globes? And we know the Globes are a farce, a Danish farce. <laughs> They're run by the fucking PE Teachers Association <laughs> of Denmark. But like Mank is such an Oscar movie. It's black and white. Shout outs to the artist. We love Jean Dujardin yeah. on this pod. Um, it's a black and white. It's got Fincher. Fincher is like directing his deceased dad's script. It's about oh, yeah, a movie. A like, I don't know. It's just like. Like one day, one day there's going to be a movie version of the making of this movie. The oh, making yeah. of Mank. Yeah. Does, <laughs> like, uh, does Fincher have a, have a child? Because he should get started on the making of Mank. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't think so. Cause here's the thing. I don't think anyone made it to the end of Mank. I did. You know what I watched? You know what I watched, um, yesterday? What? Repeatedly. The Orson Welles French wine commercial or oh, French like, champagne commercial. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where he's just like <laughs> drunk <laughs> and fat. Um, and now that, let me tell you, I want to see a movie about the making of that, that commercial. I want to see later in life Orson Welles, uh, not young, hot Orson Welles. This is a story that has intrigue. It has the dark side of Hollywood, truly dark. It has addiction. It has weight issues. Grapes. 
grapes. <laughs> uh, this is what I need to see. Mank, that's what's going to win the Oscar, the making of that commercial. Mank, I don't know. I think it lost. I think it lost some people along the way. It's been out too long. All right. Well, um, anything else from the Oscar nominees stand out for you, stand out to you? I thought it was all pretty, pretty obvious. There was no, there was nothing <laughs> else that I, I know there were some snubs. People thought, you know, um, the five bloods got snubbed for major categories. The, I haven't it seen fine. it. So it was fine. It was fine. I mean, yeah. it's no, I mean, also these, I mean, yeah. Swap it in for any of these movies. Promising Young yeah. Woman is like a weird, not great movie. Like, oh, pro- like Sound of Metal is, I mean, Sound of Metal is here. If you're betting on the Oscars, if you have an Oscar pool with your friends, whatever sound categories, write it, just circle Sound of Metal. It is a right. student film made to showcase <laughs> sound mixing and sound editing. Like, that's the best part I, of the movie. That's like my hell. Then I'm not watching it ever. Riz Ahmed, it's fine in it. Like, he doesn't really do much of anything. He kind of just walks around while there's interesting sound mixing going on. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to make it to the top of the list for me. So everything else is whatevs. You know, I lo- <laughs> I thought Minari was absolutely amazing. Um, oh, okay. I- I'm excited <laughs> to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. It was upsetting, though. I- I'm not going to say I liked watching it because that oh, made me God. too sad. But um, otherwise, of course, it was very good. Oh, God. I know. Arousing. Arousing. <laughs> Endorsement. Endorsement. All right. Um, okay. Let's get to the juicy Korean BBQ chicken of this episode. By that, I mean Big Brother Canada. No, Wendy's I thought episode. we're talking about. OK, well, maybe we'll talk about the comic oh, books later. No, you're right. No, let's do that now. Let's make people really wait for Big Brother Canada. We'll get there. Um, so tell me about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Danielle. I don't mean yeah. to be a hater, but I am almost done with the televised MCU. I think you say that and then Loki's going to come out this summer and you know we're watching that. We will be watching that. A hundred percent. I so will you be watching haven't it. watched you haven't watched Falcon. It's too, no. too jingoistic, too American for you. Yeah. Well, it's just two characters that I'm like, who are they? And I felt that way about the Scarlet Witch. But <laughs> yeah. at least it had that very, it, you know, I thought the trailer for WandaVision was incredible because I was like, oh, my gosh, all these old shows, how cool. It looks really like niche and unique and different. Whereas this is literally just seems like one of the movies shortened and put on a smaller sc- screen. It is. Yeah. So I don't care. And you think I watch they also made of boring. S.H.I.E.L.D.? They also made it boring. <laughs> yeah. There also needs to be some like on all of these shows. So last in WandaVision, they had Admiral Sitrep, who is like an evil, <laughs> evil guy who like randomly starts shooting kids at the end. And they like yeah. lock him up. But he's like, I would have gotten away from him if you weren't for your meddling <laughs> witches. Uh, yeah. So on this show, they inter- introduce uh, <laughs> Falcon is like <laughs> he like works for the army or some shit. And there's like like a plucky young soldier who's just like. Does not need to be there at all, but like through the first scene, the Falcon's like doing this thing. He's like flying around through helicopters and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's just this kid on the ground, the soldier in a Humvee, who's just like, "We're almost out of you're almost out of fuel, Falcon!" Oh, like, oh no, the missile's behind you, and he's just like saying the thing that's happening, and it's it, right. He's quite annoying. I really don't like him. And okay, the, the rest of the that's episode of- is like, oh, I'm sorry, what were you saying? That kid isn't one of the two main characters. No, no, but he's okay. We had Admiral <laughs> sit rep in in Wandavision. Now we have Private yeah. sit rep in this baby show. sit rep, baby okay, sit yeah, rep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then the rest of the episode, the the Winter Soldier stuff was kind of was kind of all right. It, it, you know, he's he's processing some processing some trauma from being a, an Aren't assassin for a, a hundred years or whatever. But the rest of it is just like, they're all talking about being, I don't know. They're all just talking about being sad and it's like not really compelling. You don't know who anybody is. You don't care. And everybody, it's just all this, it's a lot of exposition and it's a lot of yeah. like back five years ago when Thanos blipped us away and I snapped away and you were my sister who, and I, I went away, but you stayed here and you had to hold down our, our family's job. And like, nah, just stop. It's- just stop. Yeah. Honestly, just do more punching. Like, 
the talking. I'm done. It's say. Just show me the villain who wants to kill the whole earth. Like, and show me what they're, why they specifically want to kill the whole earth, which makes them different from every other villain. Um, just show me them and show me how the hero is going to defeat them. Like, whatever happened to that? I don't know. What happened to that? Maybe <laughs> that that's so in, bad? Maybe that is in <laughs> Zack Snyder's The Justice League. I Maybe. But let me tell you, they put Justice League on Crave, which is the Canadian version of like HBO and Showtime and all wow. that stuff. They put that on Crave and they also put all these other superhero movies. And I'm glancing through and I'm looking at Batman, Batman Returns, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever. And let me tell you. Now, there's a superhero movie, okay? <laughs> Finally, I understand a penguin was birthed through no fault of his own. He's half man, half penguin. He gets thrown down the river. He lives in the sewer. He wants revenge. He's bitter. He enacts an army of penguins with little missiles strapped to their backpacks. Yeah, this is deep on Batman Returns today. <laughs> <laughs> and he's pissed and that makes sense to me okay do you know what doesn't make sense to me <laughs> what? the fact that batman returns a movie that is 30 years old <laughs> is in 16 by 9 and a movie that came out this year that wasn't that isn't being released in theaters that is being released onto everyone's tv is in four by three Hmm. Tell me that. <laughs> Riddle me this, Danielle. Riddle why is this? this? Why is this movie four Wait. by three? Have you heard about um, this? No, I haven't heard. I heard that they like. Did they darken it? Did they did everything did to Zach, it? Zach was Snyder's, Zack Snyder's cut darker or lighter than Joss Whedon's? I think it was both. Maybe. All I know is that this movie was in was formatted to fit your screen. Your screen being that cathode ray tube TV that your parents had in 1990. This movie was made for old television screens, and I, I'm I'm never gonna watch this movie. And this is the last time we'll ever talk about it because wait, so did I'm you never watch, watch it? it? No, of course not. I thought you watched a little. No, I did watch a little bit, like four years <laughs> ago three? when the first movie came out. I watched yeah. the first ten minutes of it on an airplane. The Justice League that came out like five years ago. I watched yeah. the first 10 minutes on the airplane. The opening shot of this movie is a vertical video of Superman <laughs> with a fake upper lip. And these kids are like, oh, that's <laughs> Superman. And he's like, and he has a fake upper lip because he has a mustache and they had to like digitally remove his mustache. Because <laughs> of a and much better just, film, Mission Impossible. <laughs> Fallout. Amazing film. Yeah. And he's just like, yo, kids, you know, do whatever. He just says some stuff. I'm like, this is the fucking movie. It opens on a vertical video of fake Superman's not mustache. And then I got like 10 minutes into it. And I was like, I would rather stare at the icon of like my <laughs> Delta flight slowly traversing the USA <laughs> pixel by pixel than watch any more of this movie or watch a darkened but lightened four by three version of the same movie that's four and a half hours long, four years down the road. I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i just, we've been hearing about the Snyder Cut for so long, and <laughs> um, it's, apparently it's like three hours and 45 minutes long. I thought it was four which, plus. Holy cow. I And here's what I say to that, and this is a quote that I'm stealing from a much better superhero film, or the making of a much better superhero film, which is Batman Forever. Yeah, And it's a quote originally said by Tommy Lee Jones about Jim Carrey, but I'm saying it now about the Snyder Cut. I cannot sanction this buffoonery. <laughs> <laughs> this Tommy movie... Lee Jones said that to Jim Carrey. He said, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. In the movie? He or... hated him. In no, the in movie? real life, he hated no, yes, him. Yeah, yeah. He hated, no, like, yeah, wasn't there a story that, like, after they were both cast in it, Jim Carrey saw Tommy Lee Jones at like a restaurant in LA and Jim went up to him and be like, hey man, like, you know, nice to see you. We're going to be working together. And Tommy Lee Jones was just like, I can't sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> Fuck off. Yes. Well, I don't know when it happened, but it was off, not in the film. And 
his true feelings. And honestly, it makes me feel bad for Jim Carrey. I think I like Jim Carrey. Runtime on Anyways. the Justice League, two, 242 minutes. <laughs> what that's, does that mean? That's, that's four <laughs> hours and two minutes. And people wanted this. That's the thing. People yeah. really, they really wanted this. Um, <laughs> I am, I'm on the Snyder Cut wiki page. There is yeah. a section here called Narrative Acts. Would you like me to read the chapter, the acts of the movie? And then we'll get to Big Brother. Yeah, I think I'm going to need you to. Act one. Don't count on it, comma, Batman. Okay. Act two. The Age of Heroes. Act three, beloved mother, beloved son. Their mothers were both named Martha. Martha. I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. Act four, change machine. Okay. Maybe change is coming and maybe there's like an arcade involved. Got to put in the dollar mm -hmm. to get four quarters. Five, all the king's men. Okay. Final act, act six, something darker. Epilogue, colon, a father twice over. Who becomes a father at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League? Aquaman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he gives birth to another little penguin. Um, I don't know. I can't, I can't make sense of any of this. This is all absolute gibberish to me. This means nothing to me. Uh, four hours long? You know, I do know that, like, well... Maybe I don't know, but from what I remember, the reason Zack Snyder couldn't finish his cut was he suffered a very sad personal tragedy. Yes, um, very much. So, yeah, so it sort of made sense, at, I think, for him to, you know, take a break and not have to work on this. Um, right? <laughs> and then Joss Whedon took over, but then yeah. everyone was like, no, that's why it's bad, because he wasn't able to finish the movie? Is that why? I don't know. People are just like... People have this That's boner crazy. for Leave the movie alone. 300 and stuff. And they're just like, I don't know. People Leave Zack like, Snyder alone. <laughs> leave him alone. Also, like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, like he suffered a horrible he, personal tragedy. Like let him take the time off or whatever. Don't like yeah. beg him in his time of like great, like uh, unthinkable loss to yeah. be like, no, his the Batman's butt wasn't big enough. It wasn't dark. His butt was like not round enough, and it was like his the jokes weren't good. It wasn't slow motion enough. Like I will say, listen. Here's one thing I'm going to say about Zack Snyder and his directing. I have not seen 300, but you know what I did see his remake of The Dawn of the Dead. And you know what's a fucking great movie? The remake of The Dawn of the Dead. It is so good. Yeah, I mean, and that's what made him very well. That's what made him into a star. I mean, because then it's he did great. 300 and a bunch of other stuff after. And honestly, I haven't seen this movie because I don't watch scary movies. But like, by all accounts, that is a very good movie. And the rest of his movies fucking suck. People aren't like, what oh, happened? we need the Zack Snyder cut because of Ving yeah. Rhames in the fucking zombie movie. We need it because <laughs> of Sucker Punch, which nobody saw. Right. Oh, I tried watching Sucker Punch, actually. I did try. But it was so boring. I thought, I was like, well, this is going to appeal to me. It's like hot chicks in a mental institution. <laughs> and like, that sounds like my cup also, of tea, but. They're, <laughs> they're also superheroes. I was like, that's cool. And I just could not. It was too boring. It was like a mixture, I recall, boring and also like a, the threat of assault, which, you know, I just did not need. No one needs that. So, yeah, I don't know where it went wrong for Zach. He had a big hit. Whatever. Hope he's doing well. You know, wish him well. Yeah. I mean, he's he's personally saving HBO Max and, and the, AT, yeah. the broader AT&T. I hope AT&T gives him a free, a free phone plan. Me too. And, you know, speaking of hot people stuck in a mental institution, let's talk about Big Brother. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Sorry, audience. Um, so I teased Brett with this. I just want to say about Big Brother Canada in general versus Big Brother US. You have a theory. I have right? a theory. Well, I don't even know if it's a theory. It's just like something I need to air, something I need to verbalize. Get it. So go for it. Big Brother is giving us everything we've, I think, everything we've 
ever wanted from a Big Brother season, okay? We've got a fabulous host who actually seems to watch the show and be invested and curious and, like, she is a real human being. Yes, yeah, speaking We've English. got... <laughs> like a normal, We've got a like a normal non-robotic person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've got a cast of hot people, normies, young, old, like the the weak, like the most stereotypical weakest per people were not voted off first. Um, we've got big game moves. We've got alliances that aren't by like regular hot people versus outcasts. We have got like surprising HOHs and shocking POV wins. We've got hilarious product placement that brings us barrels full of laughter. And yet, <laughs> don't you think there's something missing? There's something not quite right. Even though it's the equinox today and spring has sprung, it's still leaving you a little bit cold. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm like, at this point during a Big Brother US season, I am using every spare moment I can to watch the feeds, right? Because oh, yeah. I'm like, peak feeds. what's happening? Like week oh, three, yeah. Week Beginning four. of the season. Oh, yeah. You're Because you're starting to really get a feel of who these people are. You've got your favorites. You're watching. You're switching cams to see what's up with them. And people are becoming undone. Oh, yes. They're tired of making nice, small talk. They're starting to be like, you know who pisses me off? The onion <laughs> of their the mental state is becoming unpeeled. <laughs> It's just not the same with regular Canada. I think they are, they all like each other genuinely. They happen to have some alliances. They have these explosive fights and house meetings, but then they're all fine afterwards. <laughs> genuinely, I think they are fine. Like, I don't think they're going to hold grudges about it. I, I'm just, something's missing. Like, there's an air of danger in the US version, don't you think? Because they usually cast one sociopath who might threaten someone with a knife. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying that I miss um, that sociopath or like that, you know, the the, the very clearly sexist or very clearly racist person. But I do feel like there's no villain, really. Is there? No, because I actually I mean, well, it might be Beth. And oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I think I don't know. I, I feel a little bit. The same as you. I mean, honestly, we're just still getting used to watching that. Like, I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. I'm just getting mm. used to watching BB in cold weather. Uh, yeah. I think that could be it. Our bodies haven't adjusted. To it's the not fish hot tank. enough. I'm not feeling. Yeah, I'm not sweaty. I, listen, you and I discussed this before we went on today. This is going to be very, very casual coverage of BB Canada. <laughs> I'm, I'm not watching the feeds, really. I'm not even really, like, ca- ca- catching up on Reddit or anything. So I'm just watching the episodes. I, I actually kind of found even Thursday's episode as a casual viewer to be a little bit confusing to see, like, how how LaToya was voted out. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, I just don't really feel the story is being told. And maybe it's because, like, it actually is kind of boring. And when Josh was evicted last week, he kind of teased like the war is coming. Like there are mm. two sides of the house and you're right. The war came and it's like more of a trade war. It's- it is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's like, it's a cold war. It, it, it is. <laughs> it's mainly the, the, the in- installing of, of higher tariffs <laughs> on Asiago Ranch chicken sandwiches. <laughs> It's like in me and like this. Listen, I think this more shows that there's something wrong with me and my brain. My brain has been melted so much by the probably months at this point of Big Brother US that I've watched. But I'm like, wait a minute. There isn't a I don't feel like there's a threat that one of these people is actually going to like um, break and try to kill another person. (laughs) Like this is boring. (laughs) Yeah, like I mean, even the even I don't the, feel like these people actually hate each other. What the hell? I'm being ripped off. Yeah, like I mean, the most contentious it got this week was Vic sort of laying out the cards to Jed and Ty and Latoya. Like, hey, I got you guys in a pickle here. I want one of you three mm-hmm. out. One of you is nominated. Mm-hmm. One has the one has the veto. If you nom- if you take off Latoya, I'm gonna put up 
tie. Like, Jed, yeah. make a pick. And, like, they were, like, really quite upset and frustrated at that. But, like, they even say at the end, like, she won. Like, yeah, she did. I I think I think Victoria p- played it pretty damn well. Yeah. She, the only way she could have done it better is if she didn't come out with as much of a a target on her back. Um, but you know, if she really wanted Latoya out, then she got she Latoya got out. She scared Jen yeah. into not using the veto. Yeah, she 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 came out swinging. Listen, I appreciated it. Um, I thought she did great actually. Uh, like yeah, maybe she came out with some people looking at her that wouldn't have been looking at her otherwise, but that was going to happen eventually. I appreciate that she that she just went for it. Um, and also with her the, alliance, there's a 50%, you know, there's a, a 50% chance with the, the amount of people on there. Yeah, like obviously Jed or Ty could win HOH next week and come after sure. her. But there's a other chance that like Brayden or even Kiefer could, Kiefer's not coming after Victoria. After mm-hmm. having, I mean, she didn't play it well in that she made enemies out of Jed and Ty, but she did play it well. And one of the people she nominated coming out of the week, Kiefer, is like, not really. And we can talk about his style of play this week, which I found <laughs> suspect. But like he came out of it, nominated all week. And he's not really, I don't think he's really going after Victoria at all. So no. like to be Who is he going after? He's going after him his damn self. <laughs> yeah, that's so so because he Kiefer was part of like one of the big fights this week, right? Which um happened in the kitchen. He's trying to make chicken teriyaki. And um Kyle, Roe, and I think one other person come in and start like starting beef with him. And he's honestly, he was laughing it off. Yeah. And I was like, I very much relate to it because that's how I would have probably reacted if like these two huffing and puffing bros came in while I was literally doing nothing. And then Latoya came in and made it, you know, more intense. Yeah. She got it. I, I mean, she really jumped into that mix. She did not need to do that, but she felt the need. Um, but even that fight, I'm like, if this fight had happened in Big Brother, it would have been huge. It would have caused like weeks of of uh, aftershocks. There would have been a blurb in Entertainment Weekly about someone being canceled <laughs> yeah. as a result of the fight. <laughs> yeah. Whereas in this, two minute, two scenes later, uh, Kyle and Latoya have a sit down, and he's like, "I'm sorry." She says. I'm not sorry, but I forgive you. And they're like, well, great. <laughs> like, that's it. That's truly it. That's the end. That was it. Yeah. So I guess all this drama was like this sort of, I, for like the second week in a row, there's like a bunch of stuff that happened immediately before the eviction that like you kind of needed to know. So they have to do a flashback and there's a vote flip that's going to happen, but it doesn't really right. happen. And like, this is where Latoya really like, like sets the domino chain off that fucks up mm. her week where it's like it's 30 minutes before the damn eviction. It's not time. It's And it's like week two. It's not time to like pull a big move here to get I out. Loved it, though. I, I kind of related to like that feeling of like, shit, I only have 30 minutes left. It's never as high stakes for me. as like trying to get someone evicted on big brother, but I'm like, I have 30 minutes left before I have to leave the house. I can clean the bathroom, bake some cookies. Like I got to start now. I got to go. I got to do it now. Like that. I, I, I do can, you ever get it all done. I can get it done, but not well. Well, that's what happened to Latoya. <laughs> <laughs> not only did she not get it done, she left the, like she could have just done if she just did nothing for 30 minutes, if she just sat on her hands and sat on the mm-hmm. couch, she's like, well, I'm ready for the cameras to turn on and do the live show. Yeah. Then she might not have been nominated and she might not be sitting back in the squad car in yeah. Saskatoon. Yeah. Like but Victoria really- wouldn't have been gunning for her if, if all this stuff didn't happen. I don't know. I like not that. Hey, we love chaos. We love when people make big moves, but also exactly. like in your own in your own sense, like in your own for your own safety, like don't when it's not necessary. 
Yeah, I can't really hit on it because not only was it a fun, chaotic, I'm glad someone tried to do something. That's what I always complain about, right? During BBUS is like, no one's doing anything. They're going with the house, whatever the house wants. That's so boring and lame. So I really appreciate that she was trying to do something. Not only that, she was trying to save our favorite, Josh. Oh, like, yeah. That, wouldn't that have been delightful? But, she fell on the sword for Josh. Yeah. <laughs> now the toys are our fave. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, it just didn't work out. And yeah, then Victoria wins HOH. Can we talk about can we talk about the the prize for winning HOH last week? Yeah. Some lotto gift cards. <laughs> right. Now I don't know what the what the Ontario Lotto like Powerball <laughs> is this week, but it's possible that this prize will have more of a cash reward than the actual prize of Big Brother Canada. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I just love the fact that you just said Ontario Powerball. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's see how much it it's is. It's called OLG, Powerball. right? Yeah, OLG. OLG. Um, <laughs> let's see where we're at. Five things. Oh, no. This is not going to help me. Um <laughs> Oh, and it's not even, wait, it's the U.S. Powerball, but you can play it from Canada. It was $13 million. Oh, that's good. On that's good. Uh, two days ago. It was $13, 13 million, million Canadian. Yeah. That's, that's Everyone nice get your tickets out. On, uh, ninth, <laughs> on the March 19th, 2, 7, <gasps> 8, 26, 30, 43, 48, and the Powerball was 25. Congratulations. Well, they might not have won that, but they did win a pizza dinner later on with an absolutely disgusting looking pizza. Okay. I want to talk about the pizza. We know on BB Canada. We know on BB Canada, we don't shy away from a Korean barbecue chicken sandwich. Oh, BBQ cheeseburger. Sorry. We don't shy away from a chicken Asiago ranch. We don't shy away from the Powerball, from the OLG Powerball. Why couldn't they get like <laughs> Domino's to sponsor this? Do they have Domino's so then, in the Great, no. in well, the great Northern? There might be. I don't think there are. What we've got is Pizza Nova. We've got <laughs> <laughs> we've got Pizza Pizza. In a champagne Pizza Nova <laughs> in the sky. And we've got something called Boston Pizza, which is, I believe. <laughs> Hey, hosers, it's me, Boston Pizza Guy. You know, when you think about the U.S., you think about one thing. You think about deep dish pizza from Boston, Massachusetts, USA. Now, there's a big special on this week. For two toonies, you get a big Boston pizza. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing anymore. It's true. Is that what the ants no, are like? <laughs> it's true. It is like, I don't know why this became a chain, but it is. It's a popular <laughs> chain, Boston pizza. I don't know why. I didn't, did Boston have a style? Listeners, hit us. If you're from the, from the, uh, New England area. <laughs> Is there like, we know New York pizza. We know Chicago's got pizza. We know Detroit has their own style pizza. I had never heard of a, of a Boston pizza. Boston pizza. Right. I mean, this pizza has just been false advertising for Canadians. I mean, you need to go to the Boston pizza website and look at the pizza and that, and tell me that's not exactly the kind of pizza you'd expect from Boston. Um, it's like, a, it's really offensive. It is like flatbread with a mound of sour cream on it. I don't, I can't. What? Oh God. I'm very upset. Oh God. I see it. I see it. I'm very it. upset. What you in know, the fuck? There's a mound of sour. I thought it was like a like a. I thought that was like a taco pizza or something like that. Oh yes, yeah, the Maybe spicy pierogi. What the fuck? This is <laughs> disgusting. Oh my I mean, god! It is disgusting. Bourbon barbecue chicken. Get out of here. Yeah. So this piece of place Italy started, and Boston America pizza. should start a war against you guys for this. <laughs> a trade war. Um, it. I just want to say Boston Pizza started in Edmonton, and I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh, shots fired. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, we need to get back to a couple like other little things that happened that were not food related in oh. Big Brother Canada. Okay. <laughs> One of which was okay. We already talked about the Kiefer fight. Um. Then Jed and Ty were talking shit about Victoria and she heard in the kitchen and they were like, oh, did she hear us? And she said, yes. Yeah. And they're like, what'd you say yes to? She's like, something completely different. Don't worry about it. Um, So that was potential again for another like explosive fight. It wasn't really an explosive fight. fight, No, I mean, like you said, it's like they, there's actually not much stuff in there for them to for production to sort of like edit up to beef up into a big fight. So something like that happens and there's like shocking music, dramatic music. <laughs> and it's like, do you overhear me? Yeah, I did. Okay. Bye. See you later. Like that's, that's kind of it. Yeah. There's just not what and that's pretty much it, right? I felt like there was one more fight. Maybe there, I'm forgetting. I mean it doesn't I mean I actually kind of thought it was a, a pretty boring week. Yeah. Latoya, I, I really actually quite liked Latoya. Um, she brought a lot of chaos to the show, a lot of personality. So I'm going to miss her. But we had a very fun reversal of fortune in. Is it spo- is it a spoiler? I forget if we saw in the episode or not. Can we talk about the HOH? Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we can talk about that. What it would be a spoiler is who the nominees and veto winner are. But we okay, do have well, an so, HOH that was crowned on the show. Yeah, so Kiefer won HOH, which we love. We love from the bottom on the block to sitting in the HOH yeah. room. We love tears. We love mm. shouting out a hometown. We know, we know his hometown is going to get shouted out. We know oh, there's yeah. going to be like tears representing his community, like all sorts of great Kiefer content. Maybe he'll sit on some more ice cream. Who knows? <laughs> and we love it. We just love that it went from, I I mean, this is what we always wish for in Big Brother US, like someone who's an, who's on, I mean, he's not an outcast. He's got a, he's got a big alliance, but like, you know, someone who goes from a uh, lower he? tier. Yeah. Does sunsetters. He? Feels yeah. like they all voted him out uh, <laughs> 24 hours ago. <laughs> well, to his knowledge. Um, but, you know, the lower tier player going and winning an HOH. We love to see it. Can I talk about two other lower tier players? Please. You know I love an older lady. Mm. I want to talk about Tina and Tara. <laughs> okay. The terrible D's. <laughs> I like them. I like them too. I like that, and- I like that they're convinced they're not on the show. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of right. I, they are, but... I think they're in a really good spot. And like, we have like these, these DRs from Tina where she's like, I'm the low man on the, you know, with the, with the sunsetters. I don't like my position. It's like, no, you're in the perfect position. Nobody knows you're on the show, including the editors half the time. Like this is exactly where you want to be in the first half of the game. When you're in an alliance and there are two alliances forming, you want to be the person, you want to be the person like that is the low man so to speak, like mm-hmm. as we just saw this week, there was Kiefer and Latoya and everybody voted out Latoya. Your own alliance won't vote to save you, but the other alliance will vote to save you. And those are relationships you can make further down the line when all the alliances sort of fade away. I think they're in a good spot. People like them. People aren't, yeah. they really aren't on anyone's radar. Like I, I love, I love the tease. I like I love them too. I I totally agree, and because they had that like qu- small moment, I think when everyone was fighting, where they were just like laughing about it and how they're not on the show. Um, I the other person who I thought was playing a really good game until he went and started that fight with Kiefer in the kitchen because I forgot he was even on the show. Kyle. Yeah. I when when he started the fight, I was like, wait, who's this? <laughs> like, where did this? Did they let a fan in the house? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. He really went from being invisible, which is exactly what you want, to being in a fight with Latoya and Keeper. What the hell? That was so... And who... Why do you start to... Like, who starts a fight with someone on the block? I don't know. I I am a little bit confused. I'm a little bit confused by the Kyle Rowe thing. Like, they're they're obviously together. And... 
like nobody really wants to claim even though they're in the oddballs thing like nobody really wants to claim them as it's weird because these are like i don't know it's just so un-american these are like two attractive smart athletic guys and like they're being treated like fucking steve moses and johnny mack like these two like gross <laughs> weirdos you're like yeah i guess they can be in my alliance it is don't be weird like- though <laughs> It's like Bizarro World, kind yeah. of, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think we what should get weird... into um, spoilies a little bit. Okay, yes. Have you seen the spoilies? So, yes. I've seen them, but I forget who won. All right, this is Spoiler Zone. If you don't like spoilers, like, go away. Uh, they're goodbye. Gone. They're gone. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kiefer nominated... That's why I wanted to get spoilers. He nominated Kyle and Roe. And Roe won the veto. So the veto ceremony hasn't taken place yet. It is Sunday evening as we're taping this. I would imagine that'll happen in the house tomorrow. So I don't know who the replacement's going to be. Because I'm I'm keeping it casual. I don't even know Mm -hmm. what's going on in the feeds. So I I don't know what the renom is going to look like. You know, maybe Victoria. Yeah, that would be my guess. But I feel like Victoria, I don't know. I feel like Kiefer is like kind of cool with Victoria. Um, yeah, it, he did. He wanted to be put up. So he really can't use that as um, leverage because he wanted very desperately to be put up. So it's like the Sunsetter is still a thing. Like I'm sure, I'm sure after he won Vito, I'm sure Ty and Jed were like, yeah, Sunsetters. We're totally, we're totally all about the Sunsetters, even though we just voted you out, bro. Like Sunsetters for life. So I guess like Victoria is not in there. Like Tina's kind of floating in the middle. I forget if Tara was in the Sunsetters or not. Um, maybe Braden and Austin. They're not, they're in the oddballs, right? Right. Braden and Austin. I- and Victoria, I just have to say, I do enjoy them. I remember, I know I said that I thought they were a weird alliance at first, but I actually, I really think Brayden's playing very well. And Austin is, and Austin too, like she's clearly, she almost won that competition. Like she can win yeah. the comps. There was a conversation between Austin and Brayden. Yeah. In the, on the Thursday episode where she says, people think we're clueless. And it's like, yeah, everyone thinks that they're just like these, you know, you know, that they're just kind of gossips and, but not yeah, even like, in a, and not like, even like, yeah. in a, a, like a ruin your game sort of gossip, like, but just like, you know, they hang out and just like talk about, yeah. you know, what they're eating and like fashion and dumb stuff sort of gossip, not even game gossips. Yeah. And whereas they know think- everything that's going on and they have really good relationships. And at least Austin has proven herself to be a contender in any competition she's in. Yeah, and the thing about Austin, I can't really tell with Brayden. I honestly haven't seen enough of him. But when I look at Austin, when I see the way she's talking with people, I'm like, oh, this girl has watched a lot of Big Brother. Yeah. Like, she's, to me, she comes across as, like, a very clear savant of, like, house dynamics, how votes can go, like, what they power plays they could do. She's very, very sharp. So I really like her a lot. I I, yeah. I like her more than Victoria, honestly. I'm like, Austin's like one of my faves. Yeah, Austin, right she's doing good. You, I mean, I you like know, everybody. I have taste. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's where they're at. That's where they're at. Um, we'll see what happens next week. I, I want to say I do appreciate that we have this big brother to podcast about but i'm gonna keep it real with all y'all and i know we have some real big brother canada fans listening but this to me still feels just like an in between in between little appetizer before the main course of the real big brother (laughs) which as we all know airs on cbs in the summer in the usa do we have any comments any questions or comments this week? I mean, there's a lot of but, stuff in the. Honestly, there's a lot of people just talking to each other in our, <laughs> <laughs> which we love in our comments. Good for them. You know, we we love the community aspect. Um. Yeah, I don't think so, but anyone can <laughs> tweet at us <laughs> questions or comments throughout the week. Um. At Hey Julie BB, our email. All right, I- Hey, Julie, bigbrother at gmail.com. Let's read some comments directed at us. Some thoughts from 
listener hell's bales. Okay. It's interesting that the HOH can't play in the veto comp in Canada. That's a change mm-hmm. from BB Can to BBUS. Yeah. Um, she wants to know why there's so much dead space in the house. I think it's because like one of the living rooms is also like the stage for all the competitions. Well, this is, goes back to what I was saying in the very first episode, which is that the house is disgusting. And yeah, it looks like uh, TV. That's the problem. You know what? Maybe that's the problem. There is too much space. TV. They need to be cramped together. It needs to be hot. They need to be cramped together in bad moods. <laughs> and no escaping each other. It's too easy to get away in this house. Yeah, it feels like this house is definitely, it feels like a lot bigger than the BBUS house and there's less people on it. Yeah. Why? It feels like there's no one in this show right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it feel that way? I know it's like the third eviction and it's like a five to three vote. I'm like, there's nobody left in the damn house. Yeah, who's vote and who are all these votes coming from? <laughs> like, it's so weird. And, can I just can I go off for a Please. second about that bumper, like that like animated bumper coming out? It's the same one in and out of every commercial with the like the same little music. And it's mm-hmm. like do, the do, 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 do. that God, one. <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate it. And it's like the BB Canada logo in the house, and it's like dark, and there's like storm clouds above the house. Why yeah. storm cloud? I don't want to think about a rainstorm. I don't know. <laughs> Excuse Fireworks. me. I, it's BB Big Brother is about the summer. It's about the fun. It's about lounging by the pool. It's about past the sunscreen. <laughs> I don't want to think about a fucking lightning storm. It's just very <laughs> ominous. It feels like a bad video game from the 90s. It feels like bad vibes. Mortal Kombat. I don't like the in- I don't like the animated intro. Right. Yeah, I I can hear that and um the the sound is um it's seared into my brain. Oh yeah. That's why I deleted TikTok. <laughs> um, well, you, there you have it. Two casuals taking on Big Brother Canada, the Oscars, and the MCU. And keep, the other one. Keep not it a MCU. casual. Keep it a casual. <laughs> yeah, should, you know what's on our dating truly... profile? <laughs> Just looking for a casual relationship. That we should rename our podcast. Keeping it casual. casual. Well, then no Just one the would most know. shallow yeah. takes. That's fine. That's yeah. Fine. Um, thank you all, though, for listening and keeping it casual with us. You know, that's what we love about our listeners. They're not wanting anything more, anything deep. They don't want to keep it. They don't want to get, you know, uh, what's the word? I don't even know what the word is. <laughs> they don't want to get in too deep. No. They want to keep things light. Uh, Danielle, are you going to Wendy's this week or what? I did order, I told Brett, I ordered a burger after watching Big Brother last week. Not for Wendy's, a very special gourmet burger from a different place. But damn, it still scratched that itch. Wendy's is throwing out the dollars and they're not getting the (laughs) ROI. They're not getting the return on investment. But then why? I was thinking about it this week. I was like, maybe I'll drive through a little little Wendy's, but it's going to happen. Maybe we'll, maybe you and I will organize. We'll organize like a, a day <laughs> where we'll finale. both go to Wendy's, not yeah. together, obviously, but we'll go no. the same day and then we'll discuss what we ordered for the podcast mm. the next day. I'm down. I'm down. Maybe for for a very special themed episode. Um, thank you all so much for listening. I had a great time. I learned so much. Me too. Bye, Arissa. Bye, Arissa. Bye, Arissa.